0: everybody welcome back to another week of ghost in the scene i'm your host rob and i'm here with my co-host geo the magnificent geo um i know we're doing it different this time but how's it going everybody it's good it's going to be the first guy talking here
1: yeah you know rob thank you so much for just like taking the lead this time give me a chance to sit back um and really see the magic Like it's, it's really powerful to hear your voice out the gate. It really changes the perspective. And I think that's important. We're in a new season. We need new perspectives out there because the old perspectives, they're, they're rotten to be, to be honest. And there's a lot of bad things going on in the world. And I think we need to put voice to it, but you know, these are rotten ideas and I don't think that's controversial. I think
0: we all know it. I think so too. I think so too. Oh, good. I wasn't sure where you stood on that issue, Rob. I think the world is rotten. I think the world's a rotten, dirty, stinky place. And cleansing fire is the only thing that's gonna make this whole world a better place at the end of the day. Um, April Fools, everybody. We love uh, the world. Yeah, I love the world. <laughs> I am not Rob, first of all. That's the this is this is like an April Fool onion that you give to somebody and call it an apple, right? It's layered. First of all, I'm not Rob, I'm Gio, okay? And he's Rob. You probably couldn't notice because of the spot on impression I was
1: doing. And you know, at this point, if I was a listener, I wouldn't know who is who at this point because we could really be doing a triple switch.
0: We, we still might be doing the prank right now. Let, let me just warn you. This could be another layer of the onion. But yes, it is April Fool's Day. We waited to record on this day because of the significance. When April Fool's Day was uh, certified as a, as a holiday, goes in the scene, you know, cheered in the streets because it, it's a paranormal holiday. When you think about fool, the fool, you know, Loki is the god of mischief. Everyone knows that. He's been really popular in the Marvel universe. But I know him as a personal friend. He's a prankster. I think a lot of you guys know him as um, George Clooney. That's that's his other pseudonym that he goes by. Um, he's a Classic prankster. He, if you know anybody, you know that George Clooney loves pranks. That's because that's Loki. Right, and there's some confusion because George Clooney does not play Loki
1: in the Marvel movies. But George Clooney is Loki, so when you see that being portrayed, that is an impression of George Clooney. And that's why they got the they got the you know, dark hair, uh, that wry sense of humor, uh, loves to drink espresso. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's that's his take on George. The raspy voice, the gravelly dirt, dirty voice, and I think the thing about Tom Hiddleston, if if that is the actor's name. Um, Tom Hiddleston is almost uh spot on when it comes to his George Clooney impersonation. And people will think, Oh, well, where's his beard? You know, and that's later George Clooney. That's elderly, more gray, salty, salt and pepper, George Clooney. When he was younger, he did not wear a beard. Look at any of his younger films. You can, you can look at them now and young Loki was a was a shaved and clean man, just like Tom Hiddleston. So I think that uh, depiction of Loki, of our good friend George, is spot on, and it's great that we get to celebrate this year, um, especially in quarantine, April Fool's Day, because fools and jokes can be played on anybody at any time through the internet now. You know, thanks to to Bezos and and to Zuckerberg and you know everybody like that, Alan Turing he's a classic prankster but you know what kind of pranks do you do you like to do and of course we we are paranormal in in spirit so i mean we can pull some casper the friendly ghost kind of pranks so what do you like to do to your friends yeah you know
1: you know i i raised the dead and in that in that regard that's something i've been doing new this year that's good it's it's uh, (laughs) a You should see their faces when their grandma <laughs> yeah, knocks grandma. on their door and asks them for some cookies.
0: That's insane. That's I, I like that because one, it's a joke. It's hilarious, uh, uh, irrefutable, right? Two, you get to say you know what you want to say to to your, your your dead relative. You know, old old Sparky, your dog, comes back to life and he's fetching you know fetching his bones. And that's kind of fun, and then you know it's cathartic. And at the end of the day, I think most people would be thanking you for that experience. Oh, it's a whole roller
1: coaster of emotions, you know, from uh, being scared to uh, anger to to sadness. Really, you know, most people just start crying, but then that sadness morphs into joy when they realize this this gift that I've given them to have this second connection with their loved ones um
0: so beautiful so you're really really doing a service
1: as well as a prank and that's a prank within the prank you know because it's like you think it's just for fun and for
0: gags but really the real prank were the friends we made along the way wow and that's that's a pro move that's boss shit right there and i want everyone to, to recognize um i do something a little more blue um i like to do the water into wine but I do it in people's toilets when, when they're going number two. Oh. Now, the idea is that they think that something is terribly wrong with them. You go, you go number two in the toilet, you look down, and it's just a bunch of red wine. It's dark, murky red. And then your little turds in there. So you think, oh my gosh, I just shitted out a, a, a lava you know, hot magma, and so then they go to the, you know, doctors, they get it checked out, they get a colonoscopy, they're in the whole 10 G's at the end of this whole thing, and I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Wow, that's some dedication, That that is really,
1: like, bringing people down a notch, you know, and I think that's what this holiday is about.
0: Yeah, you know, know, I I like to celebrate I celebrate this uh, holiday on more than just one day. The prank starts today. Mm. The prank starts now. And they will get more and more into debt, trying to find out, you know, taking all these crazy medical tests to, you know, figure out what's, why is all all my blood churning or my poop turning red. And then maybe hopefully next year, you know, April 1st, 2022 is when I say April Fools. Ooh, that's the long game. That's how George likes it. George likes it nice and slow. He said it to me many times. Nice and slow, Gio. And well, you're going after Clooney in these pranks. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say who I'm going after, right? Okay. I have a lot of famous friends, right? A lot of people trust me. A lot of people let me into their house while they go number two. So, yeah, I mean, I'll say this. If you're listening, if you're in the scene and, and you happen to have that that trick happened to you, just taste the water. Just dip your pinky in the water. Just taste it. I know your dookie's in there, but it was already in your body. So how bad can it be? It's a five-second rule. Yeah, five-second rule. And also there's alcohol in the the wine. I think that'll kill whatever's in there. I'm not saying drink it, okay? I'm just saying just dip your pinky, give a little taste, because you'll immediately taste the wine. Because it's not it's not cheap stuff that I'm I'm sw- switching here. This is expensive stuff. And I don't know if you know this, but you have to already have the, the wine bought. And then you you switch the wine. You know, Jesus was the only one that could create it out of nothing. I have to literally buy thousands of dollars worth of wine in order to switch this. Credit card. So don't, you know, you have to worry about that. It's a different name. They'll never get me. But the fact remains the same. I, I take this day very seriously.
1: I'll, I'll have to say just like a little, you know, something to add to that is if you do it and it tastes like
0: blood, please do go to the emergency room. Yes.
1: Something's yes. wrong.
0: Very wrong. And it's, it's wrong with your, your gut, your intestinal tract. You, you know, you could have celiac disease where you're gluten intolerant. There's plenty of things that could happen. Maybe you have an ulcer. If you're a little Xan, maybe it's just too much hot Cheetos. And cut back on the hot Cheetos. I gotta tell you, real, real life story. I so uh I had a bag of hot Cheetos and then a friend gifted me another bag of hot Cheetos the very next day. So of course, what's what's another bag, right? Don't do it. I don't care who you are. If you if you're a little Zen or not, if you're a mumble rapper or not. This is not recommended by Ghost in the Scene. Don't eat two bags of Hot Cheetos two days in a row. On the second day, it was I think this is like right before I was going to record Ghost in the Scene. It felt like a possession. Chester Cheeto covered in in the red dust makes him kind of look like a satanic tiger, a, a cheetah actually, I'm sorry. I want to miss miss you know label this this creature but truly monstrous chester cheeto becomes you know chester the devil and it, he took me over literally i was sweating the tips of my fingers were dripping with sweat okay i felt like i was going to pass out my head was throbbing and this happened probably like it was 2 minutes straight and then it was gone. It was like a wave of heat and like the feeling of possession. But then, you know, of course, my, my training kicked in. And immediately I was, I was saying Hail Mary. So I was Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. And bada bing, of course, Chester Cheeto did not win the day. But he got close. And so for people like Lil Zan who eats the hot Cheeto bags like that, that fast, and they don't have the paranormal training that we do, yeah, they're going to, into the ER ASAP because it's a full possession exorcism style. He's going to be screwing himself with a, a crucifix because of eating hot Cheetos. So, now public service announcement on that one: warning.
1: Right, and you're not just going to the ER; you gotta you gotta go to the nearest church as well. That's right, a double stop because the the. Doctors, the medical doctors, can remove uh, Chester, but the possession, the spirit, needs to be exorcised. And, you know, that's, you're doubling your bills at
0: that point. And the ambulance itself is, is going to cost you an arm and a leg, which is part of the sacrifice in the exorcism. I think people get exorcisms wrong when, when they think about them. You know, media, movies... Especially back in the 70s, they, they, there was an entire you know, organization that worked to have disinformation pumped to people. So when you watch movies like The Exorcist, and there's all of these you know, reviews that are saying, oh, this is the most realistic I've ever seen, and this is exactly how it is. The Catholic Church was afraid of it. That's all posturing. That's all public. You know, they want to make it seem real so that you believe that's the truth. In reality, when you are performing an exorcism, what you're doing is you're basically trying to convince a ghost that the person that they're haunting is just not that cool. You know, it's like it's like an intervention, and you're like, hey, listen, your unhealthy obsession with this human is getting to your head a little bit, and you have to have a reasonable conversation with the ghost so that they understand that you know they're haunting. Uh, has to be consensual. And you have to teach the ghost consent. And that's what an exorcism really is. Because when you are a ghost, you tend to fall into the dark side of your powers. And that's how, you know, some some demons are are, are churned. You know, they have uh, ghosts have immense power. I could be possessed by by any one of my ghost friends, but the fact that they don't shows that they have control over themselves. And that's what you have to, for an exorcism, you're not killing a ghost. You're just saying, hey, just get away. Just take a, breath, you know, take a breather. And then they, they learn from their mistakes. And hopefully they haunt a house where uh, a family is happily served with a ghost in their house.
1: It's a very noble thing to do. You know, A lot of people worry about haunted houses. But really that's one of the most noble services a ghost can serve uh, in the physical realm. Uh, in my opinion, you know, it's, they are there with a family, they're keep, they're watching over them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they could let you know when your plumbing needs to be
0: repaired. Yes. That's important. You don't want to get mold in your house. That's awful. There's lots of things like when your closet door swings open because of a, of a bad hinge, they will take advantage of that and they'll show you, they'll open it for you with, with a slight push. And all of a sudden, you'll see your closet door opening, and you'll think, oh, my God, it's a ghost. And what people forget is that last part of the sentence. It's a ghost showing me the parts of my house that need fixing. And that's what you know, people need to understand is that the ghost is a part of the house. You paid for that ghost. When you buy a house, the ghost is in the deed. You got to read the fine print right you got to know what you're buying but if you bought it that's your ghost and they're looking out they're like a property manager it's you know and if if it's not up to code and ghost code is different gosha is different than osha i know that we say it a lot but that that's a a classic you know um catchphrase gosha is not osha and they have different standards and so when ghosts have things that they like in a house, and let's say they like a thing in a certain place and you keep on moving it, I mean, that's annoying. And yeah, that's when you're going to have plates flying around your house and things crashing and, and chairs moving. So feng shui is is part of Gosha, absolutely. Big part. And if, as you can see, you know, right now Rob is in his shed and you can tell all of the rakes and all of the you know everything is organized everything is put up and that is obviously up to ghost code and he's an example shining example right there
1: and you know and this isn't as popular anymore but you know in the sheds they would often have the outline like the outline of a rake to let you know that's where the rake goes mm. think about that when the rake's not there that there's an outline but you can kind of feel the presence of that rake anyway That's like the rake's ghost speaking to you, telling you the rake needs to go
0: here. Wow. I mean, if you just take that analogy, you you take that fact right there and you move it to the objects in your house, that means that they belong in a certain location. And if they don't, their ghost starts to call out to you and call out to them, to the object itself. And that's something that, is very interesting because if you look back, you know, ancient, you know, Mayan tales talked about the objects in, in the house actually having their own consciousness. And in, in an iteration of humanity before humans were created, there was a species that were destroyed by the objects that they used, you know, cut by their own kitchen knives. But the kitchen knives were complaining, where they were audibly talking. So it's like me talking into my microphone. And yet one day my microphone is speaking to me, you know, and that's something that is is an ancient thought, but you can take it to exactly what Rob said. You know, it's the ghost of these objects calling out because they belong in a certain place. And that might be part of being a poltergeist. A poltergeist kind of awakens these objects, and that's how you have flying plates and spinning. And, you know, they might just be practicing spinning plates. You know, that's, that's also, you know, just get better plates that don't break because they're going to be practicing a lot. And that could be something that, you know, YouTube is a killer. You can, you know, million views if you have a ghost spinning plates. But you got to have him break a few to, to get better at it.
1: And it could be the plates are just in the wrong place. They're trying to help you out. Trying to show you, you know, the plates need to go
0: on this other shelf. Right, maybe they belong on the floor. Or maybe the kitchen's supposed to be in the baby's room. Right, and that's why they they're always t- you know trying to cook the baby. Because it's it's the 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 other thing I, I think people forget is that ghosts live in a very habitual, you know, pattern. It, it's constantly kind of going back to the things that they like. Because who is as a dead person wants to do bs stuff that they don't like. Like let's say you you didn't like doing dishes. As a ghost there's no way you you'd be even close to doing dishes. You you might break them because you didn't like it, but you're not, you know, with a sponge and water doing dishes. So let's say if you were a chef and you love cooking and there was a, a there was a room let's say full of let's say full of little puppies right and that room used to be a kitchen you could see all kinds of terrible things happening and you could blame the ghost you could also blame the person who didn't understand the ghost if you would have put a kitchen in that room you would have had you know baked breads you would have had flambés you know salads tossed but because you don't you don't have the gosha involved in in your buying and owning of a house you have no idea what you even bought you know this is common knowledge
1: like most people buy houses knowing the stipulations most people think about just about everything you know where the pipes are how many electrical outlets there are and it's not that much further just to take it one more step and say okay but where are the ghosts yes Right. you you got to think about that just as much as you think about where you put in your, you know, gas stove in the wrong place. That's going to be terrible results. So make sure your interior designers too
0: are Gosha certified. Mm. And yeah, that's something you can click on Yelp. There's a box, a checkbox. You have to search for it. It's not easy to find it, but you find that box, you check it off and you find the people out there that have the ghost connection they're in the scene and if and if you're in the scene right if you're listening right now and you're ghost is certified you know feel free to email us ghostinthescene at gmail.com and we will happily you know connect you to people that need your help because i'm sure there's plenty of people that we know that you know bought what they think is a lemon they can make some lemonade right now with a ghost they just don't realize what kind of situation they're in so we need people like you know Gosha-certified movers, Gosha-certified painters, decorators, all kinds of people that can help and will help you get the word out. So that's, you know, something that we, we, we can kind of leave there. And let's move on to something more hell-related, right? Right now we're talking about ghosts and media, movies, getting things wrong, exorcisms. I think uh, we got to talk about when people get things right. And Lil Nas X showing the depiction of hell that is not so fire and brimstone. It's a little smoke, a little mirrors. It's it's some dancing. That's what I like you know, about hell is if you think about heaven, right? When I was a little kid, my mom told me about heaven. She said, you know, in heaven, don't think that you're just going to be, like, laying down and, you know, kicking your feet back all, all the time. You actually have to work. And I was like, what do you mean work? She's like, you know, like a farmer. You'll be a farmer. And you'll be working out in the fields and praising God. And then at night, you'll go and sing in the choirs and that kind of stuff. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, you're talking about having a second life in heaven where I have to work? And I'm not getting paid. There's all kinds of, you know, indentured servitude in heaven that I think people don't realize. And I think hell usually is shown from the religious perspective as just being like a dark, you know, hot, scary place. And I like what Lil Nas X is doing, where he's kind of saying, you know, he's, I'm flipping it, and it's, it's, a, it's a club. It's a dance club. And I like that version of hell. I don't know if I want to go to hell and stay there forever. But I, same thing for heaven either, you know, if, if that means I'm maybe I can work in, in heaven in the days and go to hell at night, you know?
1: I mean, it, what it really shows is that there is a community, right? Cause it's just cast off uh, as those are where the bad people are. And we don't even talk about it there. It's just awful, bad, bad, bad. Don't go there. Mm. Well, I mean, in the meantime, there's thousands of people in hell and, They have their own community as well. And I think that this is a beautiful way to show that, you know. And we've had some Satanists on our show. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out, Lois. You know, uh, and it is
0: not as scary once you get to know it. And I think, you know, we talk about the silent majority a lot, we talk about people that don't have their voices heard all we hear from hell is screams and i think the context is what we're missing are they screaming because the dj told them to scream right are they listening to you know to some dj saying now everybody clap your hands everybody stomp your feet now scream and everyone's like ah and that's all we hear is this like a Horton hears a who kind of scenario where hell is so far away that the only thing that breaks through is a, is a Yelp.
1: I mean, whenever I'm passing by a big concert, right? There's some sort of musical festival. Mm-hmm. What is, what, what is the only thing that you hear from a distance? You might hear a little bit of music, but from the crowd, all you hear are people screaming and yeah. yelling. Yes. If you didn't know what concerts were and you saw these like bright lights in the distance it looks smoky. There's often like, you know, smoke and pyrotechnics. Yes. From a distance that might
0: look a little like hell. Like fire and brimstone. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think Rob just nailed it. It, There is a community of, of, of people, of souls that exist in hell that aren't having their side of the story heard. No one is listening to the voices in hell because all we get the screams so we have Lil Nas X finally you know showing us from the music video perspective of course we know you know maybe he's not a scientist maybe he's not doing this through the scientific method and maybe he didn't journey into hell this could all be a green screen we don't know whether that's true or not at least we could you know be happy that he's showing some happiness in hell you know some pleasure because I feel like there's so many sins that are categorized as being sins, when in fact, you know, I, I've I've enjoyed many of them, and that's the issue: is that all that stuff doesn't belong in heaven. Then I guess it belongs in hell. Hell is full of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and Lil Nas X is showing that, and I love that about the video, and about Lil Nas X, and also about his shoes as much as we hate the number 666 right that is a number that is recurring throughout this show our lives everyone's live life but these shoes 666 pairs of of nike's 1997 probably manufactured in 1996 let's be honest now those shoes were then converted right through some form of of artifice uh, alchemy heavy metal bending right but they did something to those shoes there's a drop of human blood that is on every single one of those shoes blood sacrifice also there is a a a biblical little uh, signifier it's like luke 10 11 or 11 10 or something like that and it talks about satan And of course, you know, there's 666 pairs of these shoes for sale, which I think already sold out immediately. And I'm going to say it probably in about six seconds or 0.6 seconds. So did you get a hold of these shoes? Did you get a pair?
1: I tried, you know, and I thought I had some weight to pull here, but clearly not enough. I don't think i've cast the right spell i mm-hmm. think you needed to be a you know a satanist perhaps to to know what sort of spell that needed to be cast to get these shoes You know and um you know and i may try to reach out to our friend as well richard lael lillard yes gentleman psychic yes shout out. Um, shout out to him as well uh you know it, my biggest mistake was not going to him first. I thought that I could set my own spell, but you know, as powerful as we are, you know, I think it's important to recognize that we have our own niche, Gio. We're, we're in our own lane here in the paranormal world. And it really takes the, the advice of experts to get into, you know, their world really to get, to, to get into their niche and this is a prime example of that and i think we're ready to to unveil our own brand of, of nike geo you know because yes. this what this did was really inspire inspire us to to make our shoe and this shoe actually is throwing back to our beginning and it's it's an honorific shoe going out to we're, we're calling them um horse hooves mm. The horseshoe. The horseshoe, you know, that's probably a better name. But horse I, already wrote, are... I already wrote I already wrote on them, but yeah, yeah, we're... I guess horseshoe would have made more sense. Well, for that might be our next batch, batch, but the horseshoe, horseshoe you know, shoe has the horse horseshoe is laced with horse mane as the laces, and mm-hmm. a little bit of horse manure into the soles is really what gives it its cushion
0: yes 100 percent biodegradable horse manure it will biodegrade while you wear it so shelf life probably about two and a half weeks but that's all you need to, to that's what to, makes
1: it so exclusive too
0: mm-hmm. like you said it's all you need take a few pictures right you don't want to wear them too long your feet will smell but you you want to look good in them and that's what it's all about And also, it is a spell. We will go out and say it. First off, we will be sending you shoes that are imbued with spell magic. So, yeah, you can wear them as part of a ritual. And, you know, we won't say where the manure comes from, but I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit and just say that it's not from this universe. Okay? We got a very good deal in another universe a lot of horse maneuver over there, but uh, we won't say where because, of course, we want to keep our partnership, our buying partnership, um, to us. You know, the, the horse maneuver will go too fast if everyone tries to get it at once. So, once again, shout out Lil Nas X for just opening the conversation. I think this is all leading to, you know, the idea of the public finally having the conversation that we've been waiting for
1: and obviously it's created a big uproar but i think that just shows how powerful this moment is hmm. you know with more res- more change you're going to meet more resistance but ultimately i think it's going to help push us to that other side
0: and it's bringing everybody you know at, at the same page because people don't even know what hell is sometimes like you ask them and they're like are you talking about like heal are you like H E apostrophe L L like he will? I'm like, no, no, hell. And they're like, hot he-.
1: and people that are afraid of it will be like H E double hockey stick. Yeah, they oh won't say it. And then they're like, oh well, that must be like, you know, you're you're in Canada and you got a puck and you're
0: you're you're playing a game. You're Gordon Bombay with the flying, you know, mighty ducks flying V. Here's the thing about all of that, you know, people that are afraid of hell, people that don't even know if hell is real, don't even know if, I mean, there's atheists out there. I don't think we've talked about atheists much, you know, being paranormal experts like we are, atheism is, it, it's almost like a dirty word. It's, it's kind of taboo to think about it because it's like, they don't even believe that we exist like us as, as people, like we're paranormal experts and they would look at us and they would just say, Oh, that's just Geo and Rob. Like they're not even paranormal experts. Like th- to be that diluted, you know, I mean, that's okay. So I know I'm getting off on a tangent on my little rant about atheism, but just if you're going to be an atheist, you know, have like a, I'm an atheist, but I'm open to paranormal activity because we have so much evidence. And if you're just not willing to watch it and be there to listen to it, I don't know what I can do for you. You know, like we're giving you, you know, hours, pages of, of evidence. So atheism at this point is just you just show them our podcast to any atheist and just say, listen, you need some you know, some education before you can make that statement. You know,
1: and and I'd like to, to speak out to all of our atheists listeners out there you know i i do see you i do see what you're doing mm. and you don't have to believe in a god to believe in the paranormal yes you know it it can be both you know you you don't have to think that there's a guy in this guy watching you do whatever it is you know watching you in the bathroom i get it that's a weird concept um if you do think there's a guy watching you up in the sky that's fine too but i want to say that this the paranormal tent is large and and you don't have to be frightened you don't have to really you don't have to give up who you are mm. to see the truth fuck that's so truth. inspiring the truth yeah, the truth is that, that ghosts are real, and paranormal is real. And we are experts. Yeah, it's strange. I mean, that's why we call it paranormal. It's like, it's it's a little weird. Right. And, that, and that can be scary for people. But, you know, we can just let our guard down a little bit
0: and just see the truth. You know, uh, that's the one thing I've always heard when, when I've tried to show our podcast to people rob is there is like whoa i tried listening to your episode it was too scary they always say that they always just say how scary it is and maybe because we're used this is our like you said this is our niche this is our lane like this is where we live so it's like okay perfect example peewee's playhouse Pee-wee living in that playhouse probably thought everything was cool, like everything was normal. Like, yeah, I talked to my my couch, I talked to my alarm clock, yada, yada, yada. It's just another day in Pee-wee's playhouse, whatever. You know, imagine being just some, you know, in modern day, a Tinder date comes over Pee-wee's house. And the fucking couch starts talking to you. Okay? And all of a sudden, you're having a conversation about, you know, the Lakers... And about how much you miss Kobe Bryant with a microwave. And then Pee Wee comes in and he's like, you know, uh, I don't care, whatever. And you're like, what the hell is going on in this house? You would be shocked. In this scenario, Rob and I are P and we. And this is our playhouse. The paranormal is where we go to, you know, to learn about ourselves and to learn about the, the universe, multiverse, really. And for people that are atheists, I think it's time that they make that distinction that, you know, there is the unexplained and then there is God in heaven. And, you know, we've already talked about heaven and hell and our opinion on them. how maybe they're not even as cool as we think they are, you know, because if let's say hell, it's a club, but the line to the restroom is like a mile long. That's gotta be that's hell. Like that is hell. Imagine having to pee that bad and just waiting in line for eight years. So, you know, heaven, maybe you like working. Maybe you got cool coworkers. Who knows? That could be heaven. You know, working in the field with a cool coworker, you're a farmer, you're tossing carrots to each other, catching them with your mouth and your teeth swallowing whole carrots because you don't you can't choke you're not you're not gonna die you could you could eat an entire tree stump if you wanted to in heaven I think so I mean that he, heaven could be eating whole tree stumps right and that could be your heaven and hell could be waiting in line for two hours so we don't know but atheists you know thank you for listening and um, we're glad that you're so un- unsure and you don't know um, or I guess that's agnostics right? that's we're down with agnostics agnostics and and ghost and scene we get along really well because we don't know a lot either and that's that's the beauty of of learning together it's really hard to to say you know we're the masters of the universe when we're only a part of uh, you know of we're in america right now this is not even the whole world so yeah this we could talk about this for ages rob we really can
1: truly and i think it comes back to just the the tone of it being april fool's day like you don't even know who is robin who is geo this episode we, we threw you th- through a, through a loop We're and Bible.
0: yeah yeah
1: and and i think to to really believe in paranormal is to embrace that you're not going to be able to explain everything
0: yes that's uh, exactly rob it's Coming to terms with the fact that sometimes you're just going to have to throw up your hands and just say, well, I guess that's that. I don't like, I just don't know. But then it makes finding out things that much more like earned, you know, like when you actually find the truth and we'll get to something that we found out right now early, you know, a little while ago. But when you find that little nug, you're like, oh my God, I did it. You know, like I cracked the code. And you become a part of a, of a tradition of ghost hunters, of ghost whisperers, of paranormal experts, just like us. And, and you get to follow, you know, we, you could follow your journey and, you know, through ours, watching what we did so that you don't make the same mistakes. You can kind of do the same things that are, are positive that we tried. And, you know, this journey is, it's a lifetime. So, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for you know, even if you didn't believe in us before. You know, even listening is, is a little bit of, of that ritual of belief. So, thank you for even listening. And, and for getting this far too, because when it
1: is scary, and I know it's scary to begin with, I was a little scared, you know, when I began hosting the show, but, mm. you know, just leave it on. And it's okay if we're just in the background and you're doing dishes or, you know, brushing your teeth. It's okay. I, our voices are still reaching you at a subconscious level and eventually that will help you feel less scared when you are ready to pull in your full attention and hear this unvarnished truth and especially i think this next segment geo is really for our agnostics out there because like this evidence that we've found you know a couple bits of evidence is is proof
0: yeah it's and it, it will turn the biggest doubters into believers it's huge so uh, real quick, before we get to our main subject, I just wanted to bring up uh, Godzilla just came out, Godzilla versus Kong, right? A God versus a king. And we had this giant showdown. Uh, no spoilers. I don't want to talk about the the battle or whatever. I just wanted to point out that of the main cast, other than the Godzilla and the Kong, there was a very unique character that I think is, once again, just ripping us off wholesale. This uh, character was a man who was a podcaster who was talking about conspiracies, okay? He goes on adventures with, with some people, and he finds a large conspiracy. He unravels it by himself with the help of his friends, you know, a giant corporation kind of thing. I mean, come on. That's Rob and I. That's Ghost in the Scene. We know that Disney likes to do that. But now we're getting, you know, HBO. What is this, Warner Brothers Universal or something?
1: I mean, just take your pick. Because, Anybody. Because as we're going on and as we're uncovering more truths, you'll find that our prediction that we made earlier this year is correct. The paranormal is already mainstream. And it's not just shows that are about ghosts. Because there's been paranormal-themed shows. You know, your Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the X-Files, mm-hmm. Twilight Zone, going, going back in, in time. Gilmore Girls, they were Gilmore all Right. Gilmore Girls, right. I was explicitly paranormal. We are finally getting to the point where the paranormal is just an everyday life like expect this year i'm I'm, this is a prediction i'm throwing out there you know uh law and order svu will have a paranormal episode haunted episode a haunted episode yes there will be a ghost and everyone's just gonna be walking around like it's no big deal like it's the fifth ghost they've seen that day
0: Mm -hmm. mark my words There will be a friend's reunion and Chandler will be a vampire. Mark it. If you, if you're in Vegas, bet on it. I mean, that's not just a hundred percent odds. Yeah. Do it early. Do it now. Second mortgage on your house, whatever you have to do, bet on it. Chandler is a vamp. He comes out as a vampire. And, they all accept him for who he is because that's the society that we're living in, and that, I'm not saying that's that's bad. I'm saying that's good. You know, we have vampire friends now. You know, we're not all, you know, at war like we thought we were. W- what's happening is we're realizing, of course, there are bad people, there are bad ghosts, there are bad vampires, there are good people, there are good ghosts, there are good vampires, and this era that we're in that is just starting that we predicted is the normalization the making everything okay it's okay to be a ghost it's okay to be a vampire chandler you don't have to hide your teeth anymore you don't have to do that anymore you know you don't have to pretend you know to go to a blood bank and be a volunteer and then sneak the blood you just can go and ask for it right because it's your right as an american we have a right to the blood banks. I don't know if you guys know that. You can take out a, a, a blood loan. They call it a blood bank for a reason. So vampires start using that because, you know, that's an ethical way to source blood. They're volunteers that have vampire fetishes that go to blood banks for that reason. So Godzilla call, calling you out, Godzilla versus Kong, you know, where's the check? You know, thanks for using our likeness, but where's the check? We need some funds, you know, or else we'll sue. We're lawyers. We're paranormal paranormal legal lawyers. So if you think that you're going to get away with this, with you know, ripping us of of our entire livelihood, think again. That's all I got to say about that. Shout out Godzilla. So. That's that's a pretty bad representation of of what we do, right? Because, of course, they don't even mention ghosts in in that movie. And I don't want to give away spoilers, but, yeah, there's not really any, any ghosts in the movie. It's more about monsters. And, you know, w- our main show isn't really about monsters. It's kind of about ghosts. So they bastardized us. You know, at least – Disney has the sense to make a, a movie about the multiverse of madness, which is something that we're well acquainted with. But here we have Godzilla, and they're just kind of making us like a joke, like, you know, we chase Bigfoot or something.
1: Right, but here's the, the, the bit, the real joke's on them. You know, the, the paranormal investigator in this case is right. Yes. And they wouldn't have been able to to come out okay in that film if no one listened to the paranormal investigator, and again that follows our story and that's what we're talking about you know the atheists before you know people are gonna aren't gonna take it seriously
0: and for a long time no one has Mm. but that's all changing and it's it's like night and day okay so this is the, the the main part of our show this is we did some research we were looking into you know, the things that we're interested in. You know, We're experts in, in the paranormal, but like Rob said, we have our niche. And astral projection is starting to become our niche. It's starting to become something that we are very good at. We do it to hang out. We, we, we coordinate our shows through astral projection. And Rob, actually, you said you saw a representation of astral projection in media recently, right? I certainly did
1: and it was on none other than netflix you know i'm i'm on the home page and it says recommended for you uh and the weirdest part is that this was the only show on my recommended for you page usually it's like you know you can keep scrolling it's like 20 films or and shows but no it only showed one show and i was a little confused at first because I there was nothing seemingly paranormal in the beginning, but there's a big reveal towards the end that reveals that the entire plot hinges on the fact that Astral Projection is real. If you haven't seen the show, it's called Behind Her Eyes. Whoa. All right. Whoa. And it's and it's on Netflix now. And it recently dropped. And I thought that was a big deal. You know, we can get into the specifics. Like we said, Hollywood. And guess what, Netflix? You're Hollywood too now. Don't pretend like Mm -hmm. just because you're in Los Gatos that, you know, you're not a part of the Hollywood machine. You know you are. Exactly. They're they're not going to tell you the full truth. Just like, you know, in the 70s, they weren't going to tell you the full truth about exorcism. It's the exact same playbook happening now they're going to tell you astral projection is real but they're not actually going to tell you the full truth of it because if you knew the full truth and everyone started astral projecting guess what you know Chevy Ford you know all those car companies gone Tesla right you know this is Elon Musk and he's probably been to the Netflix offices mm-hmm. you know he he moved to Texas famously you know he, he could have had like a a, a, a breaking point with Netflix after they produced the show, you know the timing is such. It makes a lot of sense. He knew this was going to come out, and it was really going to damage his, his car factory. His yeah. car factory. So totally. he said, "Forget it, I'm out of here." So, wow, yeah, behind her eyes, and I thought this was, you know, an interesting representation. But this is just the beginning of our of our research. You know, of course. This is just the, the scratch at our, of our scratch and sniff. The sniff mm. happened a little bit later when, when I was talking with Gio. Yes. As we were prepping for the show. And it's not just about what we pay attention to. As Gio said, you know, this is our niche. Of course, we're going to find it. But who else is paying attention?
0: Mm-hmm. Someone
1: with the reach of a global audience.
0: Someone whose word is trusted implicitly. Somebody who shits cars for breakfast just throws them to people like they're, you know, lottery tickets for someone's birthday. You know, this is somebody that has personally attacked Rob and I while we were filming an expose on her. We're talking about a woman, of course, talking about the woman, the woman of power, a contender. To be the Sorcerer Supreme of our year of the Lord 2020. And let me tell you, she fought hard. I mean, she laid it out all on the field. This was grit. This was, you know, sand, like a sandbelt to the face, the kind of power she has. And not to be messed with. I mean, we know she's listening. But this isn't a secret anymore. And that's something that that came out recently. So February, I believe it is, what, 19th of this year on OprahDaily.com. This is a public website. This comes out to billions of people.
1: I mean, this is obviously obviously Oprah Daily. She is curating the news. You know, she's basically – I think you know Oprah Daily it's
0: bigger than CNN at this point. She's the William Randolph Hearst of her generation. She controls the flow of information. She is the well that everyone dips into to William get Rand- information. Yes, and I'm just
1: it's too excited and I'm sorry for cutting you off it's but okay. I'm just saying William Randolph Hearst
0: meets Walter Cronkite. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know. Also but also meets like a great actress as well. I mean, she's been in movies, uh, the the latest movie being uh, A Wrinkle in Time, a, a very trippy movie about, you know, different planes of existence going through time. So, yes, Oprah is, is starting to show and make a turn into the paranormal. I mean, she basically plays a god in that film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So OprahDaily.com, February 19th is a day that will go down in infamy because that is the day that Oprah released a statement basically saying that astral projection is real. I know for everyone that's listening, you're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, you've told us that, we know, but think about that. Billions of people that were, you know, worried about the coronavirus, which is, you know, somebody obviously be worried about that, but worried about their day-to-day struggles, right? Oh, red car or blue car, you know, coffee or tea or something, ketchup or mustard. And now they learned, wait a minute, I can travel to Paris to eat a baguette sandwich, Bread on bread on bread. And I could come back home and, you know, in a second, in a millisecond. That's what Oprah just told the entire universe. And I think what Rob was saying is, like, we say it all the time, but someone else is finally saying it. And it's not just someone else. It's someone else on the highest-rated news platform in the universe, OprahDaily.com.
1: And this is the headline pulled directly from from the source. It it's titled, "Yes, astral projection is real, but behind her eyes doesn't paint the full picture." Exactly so, what you said. Like that's exactly what we were. You're right. This is exactly what we were talking about on our show. So this is basically. Oprah's gotten so good at this game is that she's now able to release headlines about which is basically a one sentence recap of this
0: entire episode before we even thought to release it, Geo, She's powerful. She, there's, there's no doubt about it. She is a formidable opponent for, you know, uh, Jim Carrey, source Supreme, but uh, let's just say that I trust her research. I know that she sourced that art article and that statement. And this is something that I think is going to be huge for you know all the kids out there in the world that are, are you know constantly on opradaily.com. That they're going to be able to see this and they're going to be able to use this information. She basically made a roadmap to astral projection, and not only that, but she's also doing something in in a way that it's not frontline news. You know, it's, it's a silent because, okay, if she were to just come out and say astral projection is real, full stop. Right. And then everyone gets that the entire world, like Rob said, Ford is closed. Everything's closed. Right. So she had to do something so ingenious You know, it takes a couple weeks for us to even find out this article was even made. And I mean, we have web searchers, right? Web crawlers looking for astral projection articles on a second basis. I mean, literally, anytime anybody writes astral projection on the internet, we get a little ping on our phone. So she had her algorithm mess with our algorithm, so they didn't recognize that for a couple weeks. We didn't know this article even existed. But of course. We cracked the code, thanks to the hackers in the scene. Thank you, everybody. But now that we know, come to find out, she pulled a Houdini on us, Mm -hmm. right? She gave us a little nugget of truth. She gave us the astral projection is real. And a couple of weeks later, she gives us just red meat, the Harry and Meghan Markle interview that broke the internet. This is something that literally was everywhere. And what wasn't everywhere? The astral projection article. So she buried it herself. And it's not because she doesn't want people to know about it. She knows that people visit her website. She knows that people are going to, you know, eventually find it. But she didn't want it to be the the, the first thing on every Chiron. You know, CN picks it up. Everyone picks it up, and then all of a sudden, the entire world economy shuts down. You know? she's, she's
1: a very savvy person. She knows how the media works. and she knows how to give us the slow drip. Because for most people, this is really you know, world-altering information. And you can't just give it to them right away. We know that. We've been doing the show you know, for over five years now. Or yeah. will be five years, you know. Changed. Oh yeah, there's there's oh, there's still some really heavy stuff we're sitting on that we know we're going to drop later, but we just can't right now because
0: Mm-mm.
1: you know it's it, it's the it's going to be too intense. It's like the scuba diver um, coming this, up for air. Right, your your bones are going to shatter.
0: It's something that we have to live with every day, you know. There's a, there's an unreleased episode where Rob and I killed somebody with, with our truth. Okay. Their, their parents called us the next day. They said, you know, our, our son was such a big fan. You know, he loved Ghost in the scene. He had a ghost in the scene tattoo on his face, right. Where Rob and you were sharing a third eye, you know, in the middle of his face, but one day he forgot to, you know, to bless his, his headphones in holy water and he listened, you know, to a, a, an episode and his head literally exploded. I, of course, uh, it was a freak accident. They said he died of natural causes, that's what the autopsy said. But I know that it was our truth, I know it was, and something we have to live with every day. I don't want that to happen again to anybody. Not even our worst enemy. So, you know, that's why we don't do that. That's why we don't give you the unvarnished, the unfiltered truth. Because it could hurt you. And that's what Oprah did. You know, she gave you the key, but she put it under the doormat. Right? She didn't leave Mm -hmm. it dangling or, you know, stuck inside the front door for anybody to come bursting in. You know, she showed you where it is for you to find it on your own. And when you're ready to enter the house, then you go under the mat, right? So it's genius is is what I'm saying. Her her tactics, they've gotten better over the years. The Harry and Meghan interview was so charged. I mean, she literally took down the English monarchy.
1: And people say ghosts aren't real. It's the English monarchy.
0: Actually, that is not real. Yes. And she showed it. She showed it, you know, she showed its, its entire absence in the culture today. And just having those two young people on, you know, talking about their experience with this archaic machine, you know, and just being chewed up and spit out by it. It, it does have, you know, twinges of possession It has twinges of all kinds of uh, occult um, activity, but it's, the outdated version you know it's the non-consensual version like we talked about with exorcisms is you have to teach ghosts consent you have to teach you know the monarchy that you know that they don't exist you have to show them that and i think when they realize that their magic trip is uh trick is up then i think oprah will finally have you know like her time as the true final queen of the world i think that's when she's waiting to to make her turn and I think we'll accept it when it happens. There's no other
1: option. I mean, we, we must. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, Jill, we're going to have another running, like you said, for Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I mean, Oprah's really showing herself as the front runner so far. It's yeah. hard to see anyone else catching her, but we, we've
0: been surprised before. Yeah, cum- Cumberbatch... He's he, he's looking pretty strong this year, um, and and we don't know about Shyamalan, he you know he could be cooking up something. There's tons of people out there, you know Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps. I mean, if you guys don't know about Michael Phelps and his magic skills, go on YouTube. He has he has a YouTube channel where he does a lot of magic tricks, and there's some not safe for work ones. I'll tell you that right now. He goes he goes a little he- hot and heavy. So look out, watch out for, um, sh- shout out to Michael Phelps' YouTube and shout out to everybody that is going to be competing this year in the Sorcerer Supreme Contest. I think you have the person to beat. I mean, she set the bar very high, proving astral projection is real. So, I mean, it's not something that we could prove. We don't have the mad powers for that. We, we could do it and we could show you how to do it, but, you know, to prove it scientifically through journalism – you know that's a little above our pay grade so shout out to oprah thank you oprah for putting those man hours into doing something positive for the world you could have done you could have made like an evil you know plane jet plane or something with with all that time you've put into this and you know i want to thank you for not doing that and
1: really right just using that journalistic integrity to say mm. this is what the world needs no one knows that they need this, and there's still a lot of people that love the royal family. And you know, you got to break down those delusions for people. Uh, so that's that's such an important thing to do. You know, I think about also a Netflix show, The Crown. You know, is basically uh, propaganda for the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And think about all those people involved in in that show. You know Olivia Coleman, just like you know, she's
0: Oscar she's winner, no?
1: An Oscar winner, certainly, yeah. And I don't think she'll quite make the Source Supreme competition this year, but she's she's gonna she she's starting to build that repertoire. Mm. But but and I don't know, but with Oprah's with this sledgehammer, might shatter that whole process. So you know it, this is what makes something like this competition. It's like a live sports it's just so dynamic. It, it can change on a dime. Um, you know, G and I are getting our heads together. But I think we're thinking about uh, same time as the Olympics. Yes. You know, to- Tokyo 2020. Great idea. Uh, you know, they're still calling the Olympics Tokyo 2020.
0: So. <laughs> time travel. I mean, we're living that, in a very strange time. So, I'll tell you. So
1: we're already looking at a paranormal Olympics already this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be throwing Sorcerer Supreme on top of that. So that's something to look forward to.
0: Absolutely. And you know, when they light um, the fire, y- um, you will know the Sorcerer Supreme because the, the flame for a second, you're going to have to pause, right? But when they light the fire, you will see the Sorcerer Supreme's face in the flame. So, of course, we will have this still image you know, for you when, when that happens. But if you're watching it live, you know, if you have TiVo, you know, pause that TV when you see the fire ignite and you can shout out the name because what we will be announcing it at that moment as well. So that's, this is great. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Olympics, the uh, Source Supreme contest, and of course the Caspers. And uh, I just want to say to everybody that thought we were faking astral projecting, Um, take that egg off your face and, you know, um, wash your face because raw eggs are bad for you, I think, if if you get them in your mouth. So I don't want to do a victory lap or anything. We're, We're getting near the end of this episode, but just I want to have everyone sit with the idea that, you know, just because we say things and we don't exactly have verifiable evidence and proof doesn't mean that other people don't, right? It doesn't mean that other people aren't working on it right now. And so we're, we're, we're piloting in the unknown and in the paranormal, so much is unknown. And so when you're so deep into the thick, like we are, and we're telling you what we can see, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And so, you know, believe in us because when you believe in us, you give us power and that gives us power to do more incredible things. So, everybody, you know, stay in the scene.
1: Keep your eyes on the screen and you know we're trying to build a more inclusive world that's with ghosts but i think we would be amiss to say you know that's going to include our fellow humans as well we talk about ghost inclusion but there's still so many battles for human inclusion you know between you know just simple stuff too like you know black lives matter we got stop yes. api hate Yes.
0: Trans lives, you know, trans rights are human rights. And that was yesterday for, for everybody, Trans Rights Vis- Visibility Day. So for all our trans people out there, we love you. We see you. We recognize you. We'll fight for you. And for and, and all the marginalized communities out there, you know, persecuted by people, the minorities out there, we are with you. Ghost in the scene, like Rob said, we were inclusive. To ghosts, too. The, 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 there are so many people that are, you know, that live lives that just did not have a chance to truly be accepted for who they are. Hopefully now that they're ghosts, they can be accepted. And we could, because we do, because we accept them. And so for all, all of you ghosts out there, that just didn't have the chance as, as people, as humans to enjoy, you know, the respect that you deserved. We respect you. We love you. And we cherish you. And of course you're welcome to ghost Scene at any time. That's, that's such a great point to make Rob. We love you all. Guys, gals,
1: X's, y's. And it's such an honor to be on the journey with all of you on the team. And stay safe out there. That's right. We'll see you soon. Take care.